Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Sal Vetri Show. The DFS clip you're about to hear originally aired on my YouTube channel. And before we get into it, you can leave a five-star review. If you can subscribe, download to the podcast, like and share, whatever you have to do, I greatly appreciate that. Helps the podcast out a lot. Helps us reach more people. What I would hope is this beneficial content. So welcome and enjoy. Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel. It is currently 6.33 a.m. East Coast time. It is Friday, November 22nd. We have a 10-game, a very nice 10-game NBA slate tonight. Hopefully your two-game slates last night went well. Uh, my name is Sal Vetri. If you are new here, I'm, what I do here on this channel is I cover and this podcast, Daily Fantasy Sports in the NFL, NBA, WNBA, and the MLB streets. There's NFL content over on Patreon, my exclusive content over there, podcasts, spreadsheets, uh, game-by-game notes, live streams, uh, one happening on Saturday live stream. And then also my YouTube channel has NFL stuff. Pretty much every day there's content released somewhere, as well as NBA. Every single day a YouTube video so far uh, has been coming out. Uh, It's going to be tested during the Thanksgiving schedule. Might not be able to get some up around the holidays, but we shall see. And then also you're going to have my projections over on Patreon. Once again, linked up down below if you have any more questions about that exclusive content. Also down below are my social medias, Twitter, at SalVitriDFS. I post some informative sometimes entertaining things about the DFS industry over there and content updates. And then on Instagram, you can follow me there. I post just random stories once, twice, maybe more times a week. Uh, maybe with the holidays coming up, I'll be feeling very Thanksgiving-like uh, and just post things on the stories that only my Instagram following will see that some stuff on Patreon is completely, absolutely free. It's open, maybe game-by-game notes, hint hint for the Thanksgiving game, something like that. So be sure to follow me over on the Instagram as well. It's an incentive for you guys, and then it also obviously helps me grow a following there. So those are the, the the social medias, the plugs for my own exclusive content, the things that keep the lights on, if you will. And then also, if you want to check out Fantasy Draft, that is also linked up down below. Fantasy Draft is a site similar. It's a salary-based site like DraftKings and FanDuel, except unlike DraftKings and FanDuel, they do not take the 10 to 15% rake off the top. And those sites never used to either when they were coming up, so maybe it's just a promotion. But based on their business model of a subscription package for a 1% to 2% fee for the month, you don't really have to worry about maybe that going away. So I really like Fantasy Draft. I've been playing over the, the last two nights in NBA, two profitable nights in NBA. One would have been a loss over on DraftKings, believe it or not. The other last night would have been a profitable night either way, but one more on Fantasy Draft. Uh, I've been tracking it, just kind of uh, phantom putting in what I would be playing on DraftKings, even though I'm not playing as much there. And then all the stuff that I'm putting in on Fantasy Draft. And then, yeah, I get to see kind of what the difference is and how much the rake you actually use and lose. And it's it's pretty eye-popping once you see it. And people try to get in, yeah, but you know what these content creators don't tell you? They don't they don't tell you that they, they charge you a processing fee when you deposit. The processing fee is 0.25%, a quarter of a percent, which is 1.6% of the daily rake taking out of a contest on DraftKings. So unless you're entering 99 times, uh, depositing 99 times in a day, um, and I guess we can take the 1%, 98 times in a day, then you're still making out better. If you're depositing once daily, it doesn't even hit you all that much, and you, you shouldn't even be depositing that often daily. And if you are, maybe you need to uh, start to look at your process and find a way and find better contests and all that stuff. But check out Fantasy Draft, linked up down below. I really do support those guys. Uh, they do some good stuff over there on that site as they continue to grow and advance in the DFS industry. So let's get into the video. Before we do, hit that subscribe button, five-star rate and review on the podcast. If you're listening on the audio version, how those ears doing. The subscribe helps me the most. We're about to hit 16,000, potentially by the end of the day today 16,000 subscribers I believe we're around 100 away if we hit that I'll open up the once again NBA projections totally free for anybody who wants to go in over on Patreon once we hit 16,000 if that is today 
Starting with injury news in Atlanta, Cam Reddish, probably the worst NBA player in the league, is questionable with a wrist injury. We'll see if he plays. $4,200 on DraftKings, $8,200 on Fantasy Draft. Kyrie has been ruled out once again at $8,700. He is dealing with a shoulder injury. And yeah, Spencer Dimity is going to just absolutely annihilate. Theo Pinson will continue to get some rotational run behind the point guard of Dimity, 20 minutes maybe. But it's going to be Dimity, whose price is still not up high enough for the role in this team with no Levert or Irving. For Chicago, it's just Chandler Hutchinson. He's doubtful with the shin injury. For Dallas, it's just Seth Curry who continues to be questionable with an illness that will help the DeLon Wrights of the world, the Jalen Brunsons of the world. Hey, maybe even the J.J. Berets of the world will continue to get back into that rotation for Detroit, and we only have like one injury per team so far. Tony Snow, uh, he is out once again with his hip injury. Should open up more overall rotational minutes. For guys like Bruce Brown Jr., Links, and Galloway, Draymond Green is questionable with his heel injury. He's all the way down to 5,800 if he happens to play against Utah. Tough matchup, of course. 11,700 on fantasy draft. Really nice price on DraftKings at 5,800. Daniel House Jr. is going to be, he was doubtful. Now he's questionable. So they already said if he's out, Macklemore will start at the three for Houston tonight against the Clippers. Uh, Daniel House Jr. is $4,500 on DraftKings. He is $8,800 on fantasy draft. But the big news here is that he started out doubtful early last night, and then as the night went on, he got ruled in as questionable, or not ruled in, but ruled as questionable. So that's a positive in terms of his availability to play in a high-paced, high-total game against uh, the Clippers. For the Lakers, two guys injured here. Avery Bradley remains out with a leg. They said it's going to be at least four more games, and Anthony Davis is probable with a shoulder injury as they continue to let us know, which is nice on them. We don't have to worry about him just being ruled out 30 minutes before lock and messing up the entire slate. For Miami, Derek Jones Jr., it's the same guys here, continues to be out. At least two more games. Justice Winslow did not travel with the team dealing with this concussion. It, is, it seems to be a very severe concussion that has now lasted over a month. Concussion syndrome is scary. I once had a concussion that lasted around 13, I mean, it still affects me, but around 13 months or so. Very scary to deal with. Hamadou Diallo for the Oklahoma City Thunder, the only guy injured today, out, continues to be dealing, this, dealing with this knee injury. Terrence Ferguson should see more stabilized minutes, although he's one of the worst point-per-minute producers in the entire NBA for DFS. For Philadelphia, Josh Richardson missed the last game. He's questionable with a hip this game. And then Trey Burke, he's going to be questionable with an ankle and a knee, I believe. Two injuries there for him. That is for the Sixers. For San Antonio, Derek White was ruled out in the last game. He's questionable with a foot injury. If he is to, to miss, you want to check the rotation. Last week you had, or last game, you had Patty Mills start over um, DeJounte Murray. I don't know if it was just staggering or seeing what they can do there. But he played really well, but he's priced all the way up now. Bryn Forbes is priced up a little bit. So even if Derek White was to miss, these guys on the Spurs have been proactively priced by DraftKings. Sacramento is the team with the most injuries and probably the most impactful. You have Bogdan Bogdanovich, who, keep in mind, you have no Marvin Bagley. You have no... No, first of all, you have no Marvin Bagley, and you have no De'Aaron Fox, probably the, maybe the two best players, probably the two best players on that team. Now Bogdan Bogdanovich, who's been balling out, and his price tag at 7,600, I think is deservingly so. Like He's the only guy taking up a ton of usage and shots on this team outside of Buddy Heald, and at least Bogdan is accurate with those shots and of the frequency. So questionable with a hamstring, track that status, because also Corey Joseph, who's been the de facto point guard with no De'Aaron Fox, is questionable with a heel injury today. Trevor Ariza has been out. They didn't give us a reason why, but that doesn't really matter all that much outside of rotational minutes, maybe 40 plus minutes are now in line for Harrison Barnes, but you're going to probably get Yogi Ferrell involved in this game, depending on if one of Corey Joseph or Bogdan Bogdanovich misses. If Corey Joseph misses, you're going to have a $3,000 point guard in Yogi Ferrell with no De'Aaron Fox, no Corey Joseph, he's and potentially no Bogdan. He's going to have to play, have to play like 35 plus minutes. So yeah, Yogi Ferrell, I'd probably project him if Corey Joseph misses for somewhere around a minimum of maybe 34, 35 minutes. So, and if Bogdan Bogdanovich mentions, he's going to have to get more run at the two because you're already down to Aaron Fox. I thought he would take on a much bigger role in terms of minutes and usage. So keep an eye on the Sacramento players. 
luckily they have an earlier start because they're not playing in Sacramento. They're playing against Brooklyn in Brooklyn this week. So here's the target offense sheet. If you're listening on the podcast, the target offense sheet is just um, games to target based on their pace. Some of these Vegas totals as it's early in the morning, three of the 10 games totals are not out. Brooklyn and Sacramento, probably because of all of those injuries in Sacramento, Utah and Golden State, probably because of the Golden State Draymond Green injury, and then the Clippers and Houston. <clears throat> So, uh, just some favorable spots to point out. Um, the highest totals on the slate, Washington, 119.5 as of right now. I think some of these will change, including uh, the Brooklyn-San Antonio should have a nice total since it's a fast pace. Uh, the Clippers and the, the Rockets might have the two fastest total or two highest totals on the slate as they are playing in the second fastest pace game on the slate, 109 possessions per team. So keep an eye on the Clippers and Houston. Obviously, it's late nine hammer at 1030. There's going to be lots of great players in that. It's just a matter of if you want to prioritize them. Uh, so you get Washington at a 119.5 team total as 5.5 point favorites against Charlotte. You have a priced up still Bradley Beal, but if he's at low ownership, I actually like him. He's not on the early interest board, but the price point doesn't change since the last time out. And this is probably the most favorable matchup. Um, right now, it comes in as the most favorable matchup on the slate for a shooting guard who probably feels a shooting guard by position, but acts as a point guard a lot. But either way, with Isaiah Thomas now at the point, this is a nice spot for Beal if you want to prioritize him. There's just all the studs are on the slate. You have Luka now in the 11K range, LeBron and James Harden in the 11K range. You have Anthony Davis in the 10K range. And then the 9K range is just packed with guys like like your Bradley Beals, like your Kawhis, Trey Young, uh, Joel Embiid, all those guys. And then there's more in the 9K range. It makes it a little bit more difficult. You have the 8K range packed with centers in terms of Rudy Gobert, Andre Drummond, uh, Nikola Jokic. So it's a little bit more difficult to prioritize a shooting guard, although he is pretty much a point guard, and Bradley Beal, uh, who has been just shooting way over his head as of late, right? He, his shooting percentage is going to have to come down, and then he probably gets down to being around an $8,500 player again and not a $9,600 player. But this is as good of a matchup as you'll find for him in a very nice-paced game, more of a pace-up spot for Charlotte. They have a 115 or 114 team implied total. Uh, they have, obviously, the advantage down low, but it's really hard to trust Charlotte. It's one of the worst teams that you can try and pick up against or pick. You, you Well, the, one of the best teams to pick on is Washington rebounding but who do you trust here pj washington continues to get in foul trouble two straight games i think i go back to him at least somewhat trusting him he every single game he's out there the last two he's only played 17 and 12 but you can see that he's probably supposed to play somewhere around 28 to 30 if he stays out of foul trouble cody zeller continues to have minutes spike somewhere between 15 and 28 so these bigs for charlotte it's scary to really want to get to them miles bridges is seeing more big minutes and he also gets a lot of minutes at the three so you maybe trust him a little bit more but um, your Devontae Graham, 6,900 at low ownership stands out a little bit. Terry Rozier at his price tag in the sixes now, it doesn't stand out. So yeah, it's really just like the bigs of Charlotte and Washington, Bradley Beal. That's about it. It's really tough to t- trust Thomas Bryant, 6,600 when his minutes are just not stable, whether it's foul trouble or just rotational run. Um, just jumping around to games here, Brooklyn and Sacramento, even at 7,600, Spencer Dimity is still a smash play in my opinion. He, his usage rate before the last game with no Irving or Kyrie this season, his usage rate was 38% and his assist percentage was 41 and change, 41.3%. That only went up after the last game. I can tell you that that much just watching that game. Uh, Dimity is the only guy in this team can actually do something or handle the ball. Theo Pinson off the bench is not the guy they want handling the ball, although it makes for an interesting GPP type of a play if anything was to happen to Dimity, but on a 10-game slate, we probably don't need to do it. Um, yeah, Jared Allen is probable. He has a very nice matchup against Sacramento. In this spot, it's Spencer Dimity 1, Jared Allen 2, and then if you want to take stabs on Joe Harris, I think he's fine against Sacramento in a team that is going to be deflated with injuries today. Sacramento, it's really tough to break down outside of, I really like Rashawn Holmes. Uh, Bialisa is priced up, so I don't know if I want to get to him, but he's in a fine spot. Again, bigs against Brooklyn is a real thing, and it has been for two to three years because these guys are okay rebounders, and they're old and DeAndre Jordan, and they really don't move. They're immobile. So if you have a center who can shoot anything outside of the five-point range, you're probably going to be okay, and that's centers and power forwards, and that's exactly what Sacramento has. So 
Yeah, Rashawn Holmes seems like more of a priority as of right now on this slate. And then seeing what happens with the rest of these guys. If Corey, if Kojo misses, Corey Joseph, you're going to get a really nice game for Yogi Ferrell. Um, he's going to play 30-plus minutes. He's already playing the high teens around 20 minutes as a backup point guard and backup shooting guard. And then if Bogdan Bogdanovich misses and they both miss, well, then Buddy Hill gets all the usage. Yogi Ferrell probably plays 36 minutes. So keep an eye on all that. Heading over now to, let's go to Dallas and Cleveland, where Luka is just priced all the way up, and he should be. He's in the 11K range, only priced behind Harden now. Everybody was saying, keep playing Luka until he's the price of Harden. Well, now he is, so you have to make a decision. Do you want Luka, Harden, or LeBron? And on this slate, honestly, Luka, once again, is in a fantastic spot against Cleveland, one of the bottom-ranked defenses, one of the more undersized um, backcourts in terms of you're going to get uh, Darius Garland and Colin Sexton. So it's really just no match here. The only problem for Luka is when you think about triple doubles, he's leading his team in rebounding rate, which is just insane. This team in Cleveland, they're going to not allow a lot of points in the paint one. So hurts Kristoff a little bit, uh, hurts Luka a tiny bit, but also their rebounding rates in terms of Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson for defensive rebounding and offensive rebounds allowed is very low uh, on the offensive rebounds allowed to opponents and very high in terms of how often they defensively rebound, obviously correlated with each other. So it's not a great spot for the rebounding upside of Luka. But again, the guy's just overall usage is insane. Um, He's number one tied with uh, LeBron right now. I think he passed LeBron after the last game in assist percentage. He's just he's just nuts, right? The usage is in the 40% range. Um, obviously, at this price point now, it's worth something of considering. I think that the Harden, Luka, LeBron, 11K price tier is honestly a spot where, yeah, you can get to one of them. But if no more value opens up, I don't know if I need, really need to. Like Yogi Ferrell might be the nice value to get to you to unlock one of those at 3,500, I believe Ferrell is. But I don't know if you need to force one of them into your lineups. Like, um, you have Anthony Davis at 10K. You have a loaded 8 and 9K range. And I get it that those guys in the 11K range can very well go for 60 or 70. And trust me, right now, as I sit here, I'm going to be trying to get to them in my lineups. It's just a matter of do we get the value. If Farrell opens up, we will. Other than that, though, I don't really think we see any built-in 4 or 3K value that screams out to me, that guy can score me 25 to 30, while Luka gets me 60 to 70, and I'll win a tournament. Um, because if you don't get those guys, and they're only getting you 18 to 20 in your values, and Luka only gets you 60, that's probably not paying it off, honestly. So keep an eye on all the value. Um, out of those 11K guys, I still prefer Luka. Um, then it's probably Harden. Then it's probably LeBron for me. But I probably really just want Luka in that range just based on matchup. The team total is really nice, 115.25. Um, Cleveland, 10-point underdogs here. The underdog thing doesn't really matter. Luka dropped 75 and three quarters against Golden State. So for the people, the crowd that says, but the blowout. Yeah, well, these players are so good. And 75 and three quarters is just insane. He had 45 at half, 30 in the third quarter. Uh, like oh, He played like two minutes into the fourth, I think. But most of the time, if a team's blowing them out and they have literally one to two guys, Kristoff and Luka, on their team that can do anything for that blowout to contribute, your Jalen Brunsons are not doing anything, your Dolan Wrights are probably not doing anything, your Dwight Powell's nothing at all, Maxi Kleber, no. Um, there's probably a really good chance that that player has already hit their ceiling and it's it's even maybe going above it like Luka did last time out. So 10-point favorite, I'm not concerned about no blowout. Let's go over to the early interest. That's just some of the target offense sheet. If you want to see the rest of it, you can go over to the YouTube channel, or if you're on the YouTube channel, you can screenshot it. It'll also be in the projections um, Excel tab that I pull. So looking at this right now, Luca is at the top at 11,400, 20,300 over on Fantasy Draft. Look, he's expensive now. He's not just the Lockerman. He's only 9.5. Lockerman, he's only 10.4 like last time. But it's as good of a matchup as you'll get. He's still shooting guard eligible. He's playing 34 minutes a game. The usage rate on here is saying 37.7 from basketball reference. If you clean out all the garbage time, he's somewhere close to 40% uh, usage when you factor in cleaning the glass, which is a very good site. I recommend it. Um, for NBA statistics, it's like $5 a month. It's actually nice. Um, and then you get Anthony Davis at 10-1. I like I like him over LeBron for $1,000 less. Matchup against Steven Adams, who it, it's fine for Anthony Davis there. It's just a matter of do you trust his health? And yeah, if they're going to tell me he's probable, I'm going to trust his health. The people that say, I'm not rostering Anthony Davis, like last time out on a small slate when he dropped 60-plus in the high score, 
That's the issues when you don't roster Anthony Davis. And he was like $9,000 and change. Joel Embiid at 9,300. Look, the 9K range is loaded. You have Trey Young. I think he's a fine play if you want to get to him. He'll be in my player pool, but I'm not going to list like the 50 players or 45 players that are in my player pool here because they're obviously going to change. But this is just an early look at the slate. I do like Embiid at 9,300. Somewhat difficult matchup against Aldridge in Sacramento, but he's had a lot of success in this spot before. 30 minutes per game, 33% usage rate, leads the team. Rebounding rate is still up there leading the team. Assist percentage is third on this team. He's just the entire team in beat. He just hasn't been putting it together and seeing huge minutes as of late. Um, but again, if he is probable for this one, I think he sees them. Uh, Andre Drummond at 8,500 is, is a very nice price point. Even with Blake back, Drummond still averages 1.3 fantasy points per minute. He plays 35 minutes a game. So if you tell me that this guy is going to play 35 minutes a game at 1.3 fantasy points per minute against Damian Jones, who is literally the definition of foul trouble, um, like when you look it up in the dictionary, go right now on Google and type in foul trouble, and the definition will say um, Atlanta Hawks or former um, Golden State Warrior and current Atlanta Hawks center, uh, Damian Jones. That's all it'll say. Uh, He'll foul probably in this game in like 16 minutes. Alex Lem will then come in and be no match for Drummond. It's just a really good matchup for Drummond. Vince Carter, the ageless wonder, and Jabari Parker will be at the four. Um, they're not going to be any match for Drummond. Yes, give me Andre Drummond at 8,500. Rudy Gobert at 8,200. I prefer Drummond here just because of the ceiling that Drummond has close to 50, 60 points, whereas Gobert, it seems like if he gets you 45 or 50, that's a really good day for him just based on his usage in this team and his rebounding rates compared to Drummond's. He's not as explosive of a fantasy player, but he also has to face Golden State today. And if there's no Draymond Green, and even if there is, it's going to be a mixture of Willie Cauley-Stein, Eric Pascal, Marquise Chris, and Maurice Bellman. Nice matchup for Rudy Gobert, but again, $300 more. I prefer Andre Drummond. Donovan Mitchell at 7900 against this Golden State team. That is going to probably start if there is no Draymond. He's questionable. If he starts, he'll probably continue to be point Draymond, so it's a tougher matchup for Mitchell and the Conleys, but if he doesn't start, it's Kai Bowman, it's Alec Burks, it's Jordan Poole, uh, it's Glenn Robinson. It's a good spot, really, for Donovan Mitchell. Clint Capella draws one of the better matchups at 7700 on the slate against the Clippers. Coming off of before his last game, 420 rebound games. This guy's just been incredible this season. Um, right up there in terms of rebounds per game. I believe it was Josh Engelman on the Osmo show with me last Wednesday said that there's an incentive for him to have a certain amount of rebounding or a certain rebounding rate this season. So it means like, hey, Russell Westbrook, get away from me. I have to get $500,000 incentive. I do like him in this spot. Price tag of 7700 seems a little bit steep relative to other dominating players around him, right? You have Donovan Mitchell, who's like the the ball dominating um, guard on his team. You have Spencer Dimity below him. I prefer those guys much more than Clint Capella, who is probably the third option more times than not and survives on these big rebounding games, which he should have a good chance of getting them today. It's just a matter of who do you like more around him. I think that Spencer Dimity goes for 50 plus more than Clint Capella does. I think that Donovan Mitchell goes for 45 plus more than Clint Capella does at least in these matchups. Dimity at 7,600. He only comes up $400 after another nice performance of only 42 fantasy points. I say only at this price tag. That would still be uh, very much so okay. So yeah, give me Dimity once again. No questions there. Buddy Heald is in yellow at 7,400. I don't really like him if Bogdanovich plays. I actually like Bogdanovich at 7,600. Same price as Dimity. He'll probably be unowned at that price point because he's the same price as Dimity. But if Bogdanovich doesn't play, Heald's going to have to chuck up like 30 shots in this one against a Brooklyn team that struggles with no Levert and Irving to defend the three-point line over the last few weeks. So I do like Buddy Heald in that case. Christoph Porzingis has had success earlier in this season against Cleveland. Again, they're a really good rebounding team, but he's the only guy on his team outside of Luka who can rebound. I'll give me Christoph here. I think it's a nice matchup for him, specifically against Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson. Although they are sizable and it's not the easiest of rebounding chances, I do think the offensively his game against their defense is, is very good. And then on the defensive side, his defense against their offense is in his advantage as well. So those two things combined for me to have faith in him in this matchup. Although at 7,300, again, I prefer Dimity, Clint Capella for $400 more, uh, Donovan Mitchell, if you can find the 600. Rashawn Holmes at 6,300 against Brooklyn. He's a power forward eligible. Brooklyn's against, or Biggs against Brooklyn. He's playing 27 minutes a game, and that's factoring in a couple of games this season with Marvin Bagley, where he really didn't play any. Really, lately, he's been playing somewhere around 30, 30 plus minutes. 
And now you're getting this guy who has a 15.5% usage rate, who is one of the better overall um, fantasy players on his team with no Marvin Bagley and De'Aaron Fox, and he has the best matchup possible. 12,700 on fantasy draft. I do like this. Eric Pascal is in yellow. If you get no Draymond Green, Eric Pascal is going to have to play like literally a minimum of 38 minutes, probably upside of 40, and he's small forward eligible. So this is the big thing. His matchup is terrible against Utah, but if this guy's going to play 38 minutes today, and he'll probably play like 34, 35, even if Draymond plays, but if Draymond doesn't play, that's another 32 minutes you have to fill. So if he plays, he played 40 in the last game. If he plays 38 to 40 minutes against Utah, look, it's a terrible matchup, but he's going to play power forward today, and he's small forward eligible. So in terms of getting players who have more upside, power forwards score more points per game than small forwards. You get to put a power forward in your small forward spot who's going to play 40 minutes and on a bad night playing 40 minutes at 6,300. What does he get you? Like 26, 28. On a fine night, he gets you like, what, 32? And on a really good night, he gets you 40 plus. So seems okay. Tobias Harris at 6,200. I'm not like thrilled with this price point, um, but or I'm not thrilled with the play, but the price point's at least nice enough for me to look at it. Um, he's pretty much been averaging so far this season, some games without him beat. And Horford, 36 fantasy points per game. But he's been very effective in terms of uh, he's right there in terms of his position in the top percentiles of assist rates, rebounding rates, steal rates, and also just shooting percentage. So this guy is up there, three point range as well. He's doing all that on a team that has a ton of mouths to feed. Potentially no Josh Richardson today. I do like him. Alec Burks at 5,700, uh, shoot, shooting guard eligible. Again, if there's no Draymond, he gets a bump up. He's not a priority because he's going to go up against Donovan Mitchell and, and Mike Conley. And not the greatest of spots overall for Alec Burks. But again, he's going to have to shoot like 20 times in this game, especially Draymond either way. He doesn't really, not a shooter. He's, he's going to shoot 20 plus times in this game. So if his shot's going, he's going to play 32, 35 minutes. Alec seems fine. I do prefer him over Kai Bowman, um, who Kai Bowman's price point is also up. Just a tougher matchup for Bowman as a point guard against this Utah team, more an experienced guard. Tristan Thompson at 5,700. Price just seems broken here against Dallas. Now you're going to have Kevin Love. Uh, Thompson, I mean, he's having a career year so far. This is a guy who, if he gets you just, I don't know, 12, 10, and like two, um, or 12, 10, two, and like one picks up a block at 5,700, he smashes that price tag. So I do like Thompson at 5,700. He's center eligible, which is a little bit worrisome, but the guy's going to go out there and play a minimum of 32 minutes. He's averaging 31.6 this year. He has a 20% usage rate as a center on this Cleveland team. Really good spot for him. I like Tristan Thompson here. Steven Adams is like a secondary option at 4,800. He'll probably get 25, should get 27 minutes today against the Lakers. He's nobody of somebody. He's averaging 26.3 a game, so you can kind of rely on that. He usually plays around 27. Some games he drops off because of foul trouble, etc. Uh, I'm not thrilled by the play because like I'd rather just get to Tristan Thompson if you have the extra $900, but I think it's okay. I think we'll get better value as the day goes on, but that's a really cheap price tag for a starting center in Adams. Kelly Olynyk, and now this is how bad the value is right now built in, even with some injuries. Kelly Olynyk at 4,500. Um, Duncan Robinson, you could also put on this list. Olynyk's just been playing stabilized minutes in the mid to upper 30 or mid to upper 20, so there's some upside there. Kyle Kuzma is too cheap. He left the last game because of an injury, but he's been playing as of late, like 28 minutes per game. Now he's only 4,300, where. $4,300. If he's going to play your 28 minutes like you expect out of Kuzma today, if not more, against OKC, I think that I trust Kyle Kuzma to get me at least 25 fantasy points. And at that point, that's really all you need to do at $4,300. I like that. And then Yogi Ferrell's in yellow at $3,500. $7,100 on fantasy draft. Good play on either site. Great play on DraftKings. Shooting guard eligible. Um, potentially no Corey Joseph. If he's out, give me Yogi Ferrell. If Bogdan Bogdanovich is out and Joseph is in, I still have interest in Yogi Ferrell, but not as much. Um, so yeah, it's, there's going to be a lot of interest for me in Yogi Ferrell, one, and a lot of people, and also Buddy Heald, depending on the statuses of Corey Joseph and Bogdan Bogdanovich. So thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast and YouTube episode of the Friday show, the November 23rd um, November 23rd, 10-game NBA slate. If you could please hit that subscribe button before you leave. And in the link down below, head over to my social medias, Twitter at DFS, Instagram Salvatry for exclusive content releases and teasers. And then my exclusive content overall down together on Patreon. 
hit that subscribe button, five-star rate and review before you leave, and check out Fantasy Draft. They are revolutionizing the way you play DFS by eliminating rake, more money for you. I'm tracking it right now, and it is true. So, my name's Sal Vecchi. You already know that. Have a great weekend. Start to your weekend on Friday. Rest of your weekend. Best of luck tonight. Peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you can please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.